Hey everyone, welcome in to another daily editorial here on the KE Report. In this daily editorial, I am introducing a new company to the show and to all of you, our listeners. The company is called C3 Metals, traded on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol CCCM. I'm chatting with the president and CEO, Kevin Tomlinson. Now, Kevin, you just came into this company back in January of this year. There is, let's call it kind of a new strategy going on at the main project here, this Jasperoid Copper and Gold Project in Peru. There's a current 10,000 meter drill program that's underway, and we already got some drill results that came out earlier this week on May 25th that showed both a blend of some long widths and decent copper grades, and then also some higher copper equipment equivalent numbers too. We'll get into some of those drill results, but first, if you could provide us with a little background on this Jasperoid project, who has been on site, what historic work has been done, and where does the property lie currently, please? Yeah, hi, Corey, and thanks for having me there. Uh, really quite like this project, uh, the team, Tony Manini, the chairman there. Uh, it's got pedigree. Uh, this project is only uh, 35, 40 kilometers from Las Bombas and Constantia, which are sizable world-class deposits in southern Peru, copper-gold deposits. And the history of this project was discovered in the late mid to late 90s and uh, worked by Kaminko for a couple of years. And then it sat idle for another decade. And then Hawkchild picked it up and worked it for another two years. 10,000 meters in total, and what they discovered was some very high-grade copper and gold anomalies. And in the 2017, it was picked up by LARG, and then Tony Manini and his group did a deal with Karube Copper, which has since been named renamed uh, C3 Metals. And the drill permitting was put in place just in December last year, just before I joined They've been working with the local community there who are very supportive of the efforts. And with the drill permit in place, we've now embarked on an initial 3,500 meters of, of core drilling. We've now expanded that to the 10,000 meters because we've been getting, as Corey mentioned, some exceptionally good numbers, which we announced a couple of days ago. Let's talk about some of those drill results. I'll post a link below this interview to this news release, but hole one, that was 129 meters of 0.78 copper equivalent. But then we drive down into some of the following holes, like hole five, it's 52 meters of almost three and a half percent copper equivalent, including an even higher grade zone of 17 meters of over 7% copper equivalent. There are some other, again, higher grade results within this news release. You released the initial seven holes here. Kevin, give us a bit more of an understanding of how these results are initially playing into the overall strategy of this 10,000 meters. Yeah, so this was the first fence. We started in the southern area where we had, there was a couple of drill holes before, but the grades were um, outstanding and we really wanted to be careful that um, the, the numbers were real. And certainly they have proved to be real. Um, and what we're finding is that the oxidation has gone down to around about two to 250 meters. We're getting malachite, azurite, and uh, Chrysocolla and different uh, copper species. And the grades that we're finding as well, there's like a pooling of high grade copper. And that's why you're getting these exceptional numbers. Another sort of, you know, 16 meters at six and a half percent copper and hole six and 10 meters at 4.2% copper, you know, in hole seven. 
And when we did this release, we wanted to put out a complete section to give the market an understanding of just the breadth of this deposit. And initially, we thought it might be 300 meters wide or in breadth. It's now proven 450 meters at least um, from uh, east to west. And we're now extending it northward. And we will be eventually going southward with it as well. So where are the drills drilling currently? Because this, again, was just the very start of uh, the results you talked about. It was the first fence here. What's being drilled currently? What's already in the lab? Yeah, so we've drilled another. Uh, we stepped out 50 meters to the north because in these SCARN systems, the grade is variable and you really need to be tight spacing. So we've stepped out 50 meters, completed that section. We've got another three holes in the lab right now being assayed. And then we've stepped out a further 50 meters, so we're 100 meters first, uh, north of the first section. There, we're just on the uh, hole 15, I think, right now. And we're, we've got a really nice treadmill now of results coming out. And uh, we're hopeful every sort of three to four weeks at, at worst we'll be getting uh, results to the market. And in, in, as well as that, we're also um, going to be embarking on detailed IP and airborne magnetics, which has never been done on the property before. So looking for these deeper targets. So, yeah, from my understanding, there is also this deeper component here. But initially, you guys are testing more of what you could find in the oxide material closer to surface. Is that all the 10,000 meters then focused a little bit closer to surface and maybe in, let's call it a phase two program, you could be testing out some of the deeper potential? That's right. Yeah, we really, I mean, we do have some targets for deeper right now, but we'd like to get this geophysics program under our belt so that we know uh, we can help refine our targeting. So the 10,000 meters will be used to step to the north and south. And of note, there's a hole that's 650 meters north of where we are right now, only one hole. And I think the intercept there was something like 23 meters at uh, 2% copper. Um, and so we're, we're now stepping toward that. It's, a, it's SCARN mineralization. And further to the south, we've, al we've also got SCARN mineralization, which has not ever been drilled. Okay. So overall, then, this really sounds like it's you guys getting your feet under you, understanding what could be possible at this project and then using future drill programs to maybe vector in on some of the higher grade material or show overall size and scale? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, it, it hasn't gone unnoticed with the our neighbors. Um, they've all been uh, very interested in our, our press release, obviously. Um, th this is much like the Constantia early stage of oxide zone that they had there. And really, we're now we're, we really do want to know how big this could be and uh, how much oxide we could have. And, and the adjunct to that will be this uh, porphyry uh, discovery, hopefully. OK, so we'll follow along as more of these drill results come out. But I wanted to bring everybody up to speed here initially on what the strategy is. Now, the company is not just a one asset in the company here. You do have some other projects, a uh, couple, four actually in Jamaica. Two are a bit more advanced. Give us a little insight on what the strategy would be with the properties in Jamaica and the more advanced one. Yeah, sure. There's two properties in Jamaica. The more advanced is Main Ridge and Bellis Gate. And to be honest, I never actually knew that uh, Jamaica had copper gold mineralization. It's been a real surprise, and uh, the company was looking at uh, different ways to realize value on that. But with the data review we've been doing, 
there's really high-grade uh, magnetics, IP, and previous drilling where we're getting between 1% to 3% copper sulfide, and there's 10 porphyry centers there on the Bellis Gate property. Look very, very interesting. We're going back to look at that. We're compiling the data. We'll look to drill that in probably the uh, third quarter this year. And then um, at Main Ridge, it's a high-grade epithermal system uh, that is strikes for probably three kilometers. We've been getting exceptionally good uh, rock chip results from that. There are pre two previous drill holes in there where it is epithermal veining with you know three to 15 gram intercepts over one to two meters. So those two properties have been a real surprise for us. It's going to take a little bit of time to work all the data up for drill targets, but I think that's a, a really nice uh, property to as an adjunct to our Peruvian copper gold as well. Now, how about cash in the bank for the company here as you move through this 10,000 meter program? And how much is the budget for that 10,000 meter program? Yeah, we've got about uh, eight and a half, nine million in the bank. We were very fortunate uh, to get a capital raising away earlier in the year. And then our, as well, we've got extremely loyal shareholders who converted almost all the warrants that were expiring toward the end of March. So our kitty stands at about eight and a half million. The current drilling is somewhere in around about two and a half million dollars of expenditure to go on that. So we've got enough money to do that. We um, obviously would love to be able to drill more holes quickly, um, but um, you know we just want to get a handle on the system first before we really embark on a much bigger program. Yeah, fair enough. Sounds like this program, this 10,000 meters really is just the initial program here to start you guys off. Give us a little background on some of your history within the sector, because as we mentioned, uh, you are new to this company, came in just earlier this year. Yeah, sure. My, my latest gig just before I joined was as the non-executive chairman of Cardinal Resources, and we had a uh, uh, discovery of about uh, seven and a half million ounces of gold in northern Ghana, five million ounce reserve. Uh, we had a nine-month battle between uh, the Russians and the Chinese, and the Chinese eventually won for a $600 million takeover, which shareholders were very pleased with. So that was my last gig. I uh, also currently the uh, non-executive chair of Bellevue Gold, where we're developing a 2.7 million ounce, 10-gram uh, gold deposit in Western Australia. Prior to that, uh, as a banker, I raised, uh, I don't know, $580 million for Centum in Egypt to build the Sakari mine in Egypt. It is now currently a 500,000 ounce per annum producer. And in the Philippines, I was chairman for Medusa Mining, uh, producing about 80,000 ounces of gold a year at about an ounce to the ton. Uh, that uh, market cap was substantially increased from about 100 million to 1.2 billion at the time. And, uh, you know, worked in banking and as a geologist before that for about 15 years in the field. Okay, uh, let's take care of a few other of the company fundamentals here. Share structure, uh, just under 460 million shares outstanding on a fully diluted basis, a little more than 500 million shares outstanding. Do you have updates on retail float and how much management holds, please? The management is about uh, 17, 16%, I guess. Um, we've got RCF as a big shareholder at 7.77, Ingalls and Schneider at 7%. We've had the Luxor fund come in our last raising for about 3%. Uh, 
And then in, in our public market, we've got uh, about 60%, 65%. And the majority of those are high net worth industry players globally because our board is extremely well connected in Canada, Australia, UK. So it's a global distribution there. Okay, so Kevin, wrap us up then with a little summary here of news that investors can expect, again, on the back of the first round of these drill results that were just released earlier this week. Yeah, so we'd like to think there's a steady stream of drill results every three to four weeks, uh, continuing for many months, and we're, that will be on this SCARN deposit, and feathered in with that will be announcements about the IP and uh, magnetics results and targeting for the deeper targets that we'll think will start on uh, third quarter this year. And that'll be augmented with exploration that's happening in Jamaica as we work up those drill targets. All right. Well, Kevin, I appreciate this update. If anybody has any follow-up questions for Kevin over at, oh, at C3 Metals, please email me, fleck at kereport.com. I will get those answered for you. And uh, Kevin, in the meantime, please keep us up to date on news and we can keep bringing you back on the show. Right on. Thanks, Corey.